I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Kathy Campbell. And this is Roboism. A podcast about robots and tech and isms, but mainly robots. Yeah, and also, also, also cyborgs, which we are kind of going to talk about today, mostly alongside the, uh, what, what what are we calling it now? The WWDC keynote, the Apple event, I don't even know what they call it. The WWK note. Oh, the, oh, I love that. The, the WWK. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I should totally be in charge of naming things. <laughs> they definitely need a more more PR. If, if folks aren't familiar, we are talking about all of the announcements Apple made yesterday of uh, summer 2021. Wow, it's already summer. That's both awesome and weird. Kathy, I started to put together sort of a light outline of the keynote, but there are many, many programs where you can go to hear that on Relay FM, switch on the network that we <laughs> we are a part of. So how about we just focus on all of the things Apple announced yesterday that are meant to make us better cyborgs and uh, help us take Gosh, there's basically features that I want to talk about that are um, the Baymax features, which uh, mm. I, th I think you know what I'm talking about. But what were you most excited about yesterday? Uh, it's so hard because so little bit of, you know, behind the curtaining, I guess. Um, I had to leave for a doctor's appointment um, before... The Mac stuff started. Mm -hmm. So all of my key keynote, all of my dev dev keynote viewing was uh, like the first half of it. But that was completely like, there was a lot of information in there that really made me excited. And I think that the biggest one that I got really excited about it's it's simple and it doesn't really have to do with cyborging but i'm really happy that they have a legacy contact now oh can you explain what that is because i had to yesterday because a lot of folks don't know about this yeah so what they've done is they've provided a way for if somebody passes if someone dies you can basically, and of course, I haven't like delved into the details so much, um, but you are able to designate somebody as a legacy contact. And that means that that person has permission to access your information if you die, which means that the process of like getting passwords to shut down bank accounts or like accessing emails to be able to say, hey, so-and-so, just so you know, so uh, X person uh, died. It's not something that anybody really wants to think about, but I love the fact that they brought it up and making it a little bit less taboo and a little less scary, I think, um, 
Future planning is super important, especially if you have a partner or loved ones, being able to discuss, you know, what sort of things you want dealt with after your death can be really scary. Um, But it's such an important conversation to have and having to do it in the middle of the hospital or Mm -hmm. with somebody that um, may be really sick and can't have that conversation with you, um, it's important to be able to have it before uh, you're in that situation when it's easier and you can hang out with your, you know, with a beverage of choice and laugh about it, the morbidity of it, um, and just get it done. Same with like making sure you have powers of attorney and a living will and all of that in place to make it easier, not for you because you'll be dead, but for anyone in your family that may have to deal with this stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. See, I disagree. I think this is very much a cyborg thing because we, I think, continue as this society sort of uh, aren't just in denial about our own mortality, but in denial about how integral all of this is to our life and uh, you know, and livelihood i mean like you said shutting not just shutting down bank accounts but accessing bank accounts that you know your spouse doesn't ha- or whoever doesn't have access to beforehand and we talk all the time not all the time you're right it is very ta- sometimes can be um taboo and awkward but w- we make plans for what happens to our physical bodies. So I think we should make plans for our, you know, digital body of work. And I, yeah, I think this also goes hand in hand with convenience, which is, I mean, we can, uh, we should definitely talk about this later with a show that we are going to promote. But convenience, I think, is very much a part of accessibility because before this is something that would be a process involving multiple companies, it, possibly a lawyer. And sometimes it's just to turn off comments on a Facebook page, which I know they have that yeah. now, but it's just another thing that you don't want to worry about. And, I don't know. I, I it's a weird feature to be excited about, but I I, I mean I I am. Yeah, yeah. I and it feels it feels strange to, that that's the main part of like what I'm talking about like, from the sh- the K note that we had yesterday. But like other than random jokes that I tweeted, like that was the biggest comment that i took away i'm i'm so glad i I, like as as i was watching this i think we i was like this keynote was designed for us (laughs) because yes (laughs) because going into it what is what was your favorite takeaway alex i mean all of the map stuff Apple might as well just announce that they're <laughs> making an AR headset, but that's not really a- <laughs> right. Or I wonder, okay, okay, I'm wondering if they are going to make some sort of maybe not glasses because glasses are so whatever year the specs came out or whatever they were called. 
Specs, well, actually, Specs relaunched this year, so mm, mm, it'll be a note. Uh, right, <laughs> but like the old ones. <laughs> that I definitely had and everyone thought was weird, yes. <laughs> I I played with some at Matthew Castanelli's house, and it was just like, I, I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm not cool enough, clearly, <laughs> which is fine. But I could see them having some sort of like... I don't know, headband, like visor thing that they do instead of like, oh, you have to have these glasses on at all times, but like ones that you pull out just for like maps Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, or like attached to a face mask that like flips up or I, I, I think there's different ways that you could make this work that aren't just like wear a pair of glasses that then make it not accessible to anybody that has glasses. I've heard visor being tossed around a lot in terms of uh, rumors and you're right. I was always excited about glasses because I have to wear glasses. Um, Contact technology has greatly advanced but at, when i was in sixth grade and needed uh contacts i just could not put them in my eye so i'm oh. like yeah yeah glasses glasses and then i realize oh wait because i have a prescription just like when you customize any product with engraving it takes like an extra month so uh <laughs> i hope there's a way to use it without having to use glasses <laughs> But right. speaking of, you know, eyesight and uh, perceiving your worlds in a different way, I was most excited by all of the things that are related to your ears, specifically uh, what's going on with Apple's AirPods line. They announced this thing called Spatial Audio, which is sort of Apple's own, uh, I'd argue, um, augmented reality soundscape type of thing. But along with that was the ability to basically turn up your AirPods so that you can hear a conversation better. And it's called Conversation Boost. And the idea is when you are looking at a specific person, their voice alone will sort of be elevated, which is great for, you know, public spaces and festivals and all that. But I just have, I'm not illegally deaf or anything, but I do have a hard time hearing sometimes just because, you know, high school band can ruin your ears when you're sitting (laughs) right behind the trumpets and, or in front of the trumpets rather. And I kind of hope, along with other sort of wearables, this it, it becomes a sign of not being rude when you have something in your ears. But okay, I am doing something that is engaging. I'm, I'm still engaging with you because yes. as I talked about, oh, I think I only mentioned this to you, but I often keep transparency mode, which is uh, a feature on airpods where you can still hear the world around you but the music that or podcast or whatever that you're listening to is sort of equalized and mixed all together but if you just turn off whatever you're listening to transparency mode still makes everything around you a little bit 
easier to hear, at least for me. So when I'm in the grocery store, I usually keep them in and I've decided, okay, I will just let people think I'm rude rather than having an awkward conversation where I'm like, part of me, part of me, what, what, sorry, what? Because, you know, there's like, I don't know, Muzak blasting and, and all that. Right. So another example of how accessibility helps everyone, but also this is something that I think think people who are a little bit in denial of uh, their accessibility needs will still <laughs> use and wear. I, I love that you said that um, because I want to tell you a story. Please, please. I received a call from my mother uh, two days ago um, asking, so... Uh, I'm sure you're very similar in that anytime anyone has any Apple related technical support questions, they contact you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I am that person for my family. And my aunt and uncle are visiting um, my parents from Southern Oregon. They uh, are older than my parents. Um and have a lot of health issues. Um, and one of the biggest that my uncle has is he probably is very, very close to being legally deaf, but is in major denial. Mm-hmm. As is my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And my father is as well. Um, that's a whole other conversation that I'm sure we will get into. However, um, this is all... <laughs> This is also the dear sweet uncle who has an Apple Watch and left it at home when traveling. Um, but they called me to see if they could get their ringing phone louder. Oh, interesting. Huh. Uh, to which I was like, wait, don't you have an Apple Watch? It will tap you when it rings. And they're like, mm-hmm. that's when I learned that, oh, no. We had left it at our house. I was like, oh, oh okay. Um, well, not a lot we can do. It's already set to vibrate and blast a sound. However, I'm thinking uh, the other thing that I was like, well, what about your hearing aids? Because I know for my dad's hearing aids, when he chooses to wear them, which is not very often, but when he does, um, he can use them as Bluetooth to have the conversations just right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the hearing aids that my uncle has are too old, and so they don't have mm-hmm. any sort of that functionality. And I'm like, hold on now. $250 is a heck of a lot cheaper than most hearing aids are that aren't even like covered by insurance. Yep. And sometimes even with insurance, as I've learned right. from my deaf friends with cochlear implants, oh, still gosh. just absolutely <laughs> wild the prices. <laughs> it's almost as if uh, American United States healthcare hmm. is terrible. But no, that couldn't be it. No, no, it. no, 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 no. 
No. no. It, it's because all of this stuff costs so much money and it just can't be okay, I can't even <laughs> complete that thing. I'm just so It's almost really upsetting that we have to go to private companies for solutions for what should be a normal safety net in society that a lot for of other affordable solutions. Mhm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh my god. Happy dub dub K everybody. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm really excited to have a conversation with both uh my uncle and my dad to recommend and suggest this and and bring over my AirPods Pro to say, "Hey, uh how about this as an option?" And then it'll look cool and not at all like a hearing aid, which I feel like is really, really great um, for multiple accessibility reasons. Um, and uh, as our dear friend Merlin Mann says, ex- accessibility is for everyone. Mm-hmm. And what I find funny, actually, now that you're mentioning it, is my d- dad has a hearing aid that you literally can't see it. Uh, cause he, well, he, my mom popped for a, a big expensive or rather a little ex- expensive one because she knew that for him, it is a point of a pride, a, you know, toxic masculinity thing. And well, in terms of toxic masculinity, I guess, being too prideful of your own body is is isn't too bad but he just will not use it and part of it sure is his own pride but also there is that stigma of like oh if anybody saw it he would be seen as weak or something or so old. Uh, yeah oh yeah it, there are so many ableist and ageist things that uh bo- <laughs> okay boomers not only boomers but people again like me that have just a minor uh health issue that could be really just the quality of life still ramps up but i i mean people are way way more used to seeing airpods than a a hearing aid that's larger and i mean yeah god i hate that it's like woohoo these 200 plus headphones are seen as normal and then it's like okay only I, i don't know it's really it's really tough and that's what the show is for yes <laughs> the other feature software feature that was introduced that i was stoked about and want to hear how you feel is the ability to basically assign caretakers to people i don't think this isn't in the bundle of the legacy feature right you can um i i'm trying to find actually where it was exactly because i didn't watch the state of the union which after the dub dub key if folks don't know that's kind of where the apple team gets really into the software tools and what you need to do to implement all of these new features but uh, can you get an alert if uh, someone in your family falls or, and they have an Apple Watch or their heart rate is being abnormal or something like that, have I imagined this? 
No, no, you didn't imagine it. Um, that, like, yes, that is something I haven't delved into details either. It was part of the dub dub key um, that initially, like, that I did see. So currently you are able to set a contact um, as, like, for fall detection. Already you can? Yeah, but it doesn't work. Oh. I know, mm. which is terrible because I wish I had gotten contacted multiple times with the multiple times that my father has fallen. Instead, oh, no. I now have a saved voicemail of him, like, not screaming, but, like, very emphatically telling me to come and help him. The actual human version of I've fallen out and I can't get up is like how a person actually talks. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, I have received the notification once, so I know it worked in the past. So what I'm hoping is that this is kind of fixed, basically, um, so that we can get those notifications in the future. But additionally, you can receive access to like receive contact when heart rates um it said blood sugar but i don't know how that works that might have been a, a little oopsie poopsie a thing that where uh there may be a product coming in the fall <laughs> we'll be able to do that yeah yeah that they mentioned or like if it's linked with a um like an insulin like a Bluetooth-based insulin device that's able to contact through or something. I don't know. Oh, that'd be even cooler, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, you can identify a, a, a caregiving contact that will be notified when something is wrong. So this can – it also looked to be um, – you know, heart rate and um, I don't know about blood pressure or like oxygenation or like what pieces. And I would love, I'm really excited to delve deeper into it. Hopefully somebody will, you know, make a great blog post um, where I can read that instead of having to do the research for it because, you know, life. Um, so <laughs> Let me know on Twitter at Mrs. Soup if you've written or seen that article because that is what I want to read. Um, additionally, along those same lines, I'd really love to know more about the notification, the thing that came out like last September for um, like the family version of Apple Watch that you don't need the phone attached to it. I've looked at the information for like family-based Apple Watch usage that means that you don't have to have a phone directly connected to the watch because my husband had a stroke uh, more than 10 years ago. He is um, fully disabled and um, not paralyzed because he can move um, like his right side with his left side so he can like lift his arm if his left hand holds his right arm um and he's able to do all a like walk and do most of his own self-care and things but there's different pieces of his disability that would be affected and make 
choices for Apple Watch usage uh, different that I'm really curious about. But there's also a lot of things that it doesn't do. And so I really I want I want to know somebody that's done it so that I can read the information. So that's another thing that if you have read an article or know somebody that's done it, I would love to be able to ask some questions for it. Because um, it's not it's not something that like financially I could just, oh, well, we'll make it work. Um, right. There's so many different things in place that are that Ryan can or can't do. Like I need to know because um, if he puts it on his left wrist, the watch, um, he can't put it on himself, which means I would need to take it off to charge, etc. If he puts it on his right wrist, he can put it on and take it off himself, but he can't feel like the taps. So I would need to know like what sort of audio options are available. So basically, you know, all sorts of questions and and things in mind, but especially if this can help with his heart rate, which is something that we've been working on and um trying to like take care of but also fall detection if that is better mm-hmm. that's great um but speaking of falls fall prevention is a thing oh yeah they also talked about which is super cool and being able to like hey your gate is off be careful or like, here's how you can strengthen the muscles that you need to be able to get your balance better, which I love that it's oh, a... Oh, wow. I didn't even... I totally missed yeah. that second part. Gosh, that's so cool. It's so neat because it's a very, like, low-level, uninvasive, personal-type contact Mm-hmm. So again, it throws into that, oh, I'm too embarrassed to, you know, go to physical therapy to do this uh, type of a thing. But being able to have a, a little reminder that's really personal, it's not blasted all over social media or anything that, hey, you might need some, you know, movement support here, let me help you type of a thing, which is just really great. And I just I just really appreciate that and that kind of awareness. And I'm really thankful that it seems like they are having people on important teams that have experience with these sorts of accessibility needs, as opposed to saying, well, you know what? I think that mobility should include X. All right. Now I finally found what what I was looking for. Not only can you see what you you talked about, there's also the ability to share data, just the data in general. So, you know, what meds you've been on, what, what your test results are. And there are even more, there's going to be even more rollouts to physicians and hospitals and all that. So it's even easier to just, you know, have everything 
on your phone. And this is also part of, uh, I, again, they, often with the dub dub key, there are names of things that will change, but I think it was on device ID. So basically, you, you know, you have your license on your phone, which who knows how many people will accept that or whatever. But yeah, I think it is just, gosh, anything that involves health and convenience is so huge not not even just because you know physical health but there are so many barriers to get that even if you have the best health care and the best doctors and the best support system there are still so many hurdles both socially and technically to get the information you need and the care that you need like, I think about how much time I've spent on the phone just waiting to get, like, um, <laughs> just to cancel an appointment, let alone make an appointment. And that typically is not the fault of any one person, but is a systematic issue that we mentioned before. And I don't like that it is basically behind a walled garden that is a phone that can cost up to like $1,500. But, you know, it's one of the few times I think that competition will result in more of these features being brought to phone, Android phones that are just way, way cheaper. Because I want I want everybody to have this. I, I want this because most people don't have an hour to be on the phone. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this when we were getting our vaccines. It it, 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 it sucks for everybody, too. Yeah, you know, like it, it sucks for folks who are providing the, the health care. I mean, oh, yeah, it's not fun to be that front desk person mm-hmm. who has to talk to somebody who clearly needs something medical and they've been waiting on the phone for like 45 minutes. Um, I really, really like that my doctor's office allows us to text. Um, so I can send a text that says, hey, I need an appointment for XYZ. And they're like, cool, which person related to this phone number needs this? And I send like a one, two or a three for each of our family members. And then they'll reply back and they'll say, sure, what do you need to see? And I say, I need to do my annual exam. And this is in my head because I just had mine yesterday. Um, but I also want to talk about X, Y, and X. And okay, cool. Uh, your doctor is available on this day. Great. Booked. And then it sends a confirmation the day before. And if I need to cancel, I can just say, hey, I need to cancel this appointment. Like when I had uh, originally contacted um, the doctors to see if they had COVID appointments before, like, um, for Avi when it opened up to 12 year olds and they're like, no, I was like, cool. Can we like get their regular, uh, vaccinations before like, uh, the boosters and stuff that you need before you go into, um, mm-hmm. seventh grade? Sure. Okay. Uh, and then I had to cancel it because we got a COVID vaccine and it's not recommended to have multiple vaccinations done at the same time, especially when you don't know how they interact directly, but also when they're going to be grumpy to get stabbed already. Mm-hmm, We're not mm-hmm. going to do that. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, uh, great to be able to just send a text and then I don't have to wait on the phone call for 45 minutes. I really wish that there was like a Calendly, oh, uh, either a Calendly type link or a uh, doodle poll for Mm, (laughs) standardized across the the American healthcare system. And and the NHS in England actually has some of these similar features where it's like, okay, here are the blocks of time uh, that are available and you can access that on your browser or phone rather than a receptionist just listing out times and <laughs> with yeah. an, an angry Karen on the other line. And I mean, COVID, I think, did help accelerate some of this a little bit in terms of uh, digital health stuff. But yeah, I still can't text my doctor. But this is the thing, I can text my doctor like personally, but there's no system of actual infrastructure that helps both of us make our lives and jobs easier. So, <laughs> well, they should get on that. Oh, indeed. <laughs> I had one last thing that I am sort of excited about that is another basically a, a uh, two things two things that make life easier there's always two things with you that it is there's always two things with me but <laughs> that that are features that people might not even know they need which is uh, a a VPN and a, the ability to stop pixel tracking, which is this thing that a lot of uh, PR emails do, which lets you know, okay, this person has opened your email. This is how long this person has looked at your email, and it's just kind of it's kind of gross. It's a non consensual read receipt. <laughs> basically <laughs> well we know how you feel about read receipts oh you, oh boy oh boy 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 <laughs> which is uh i think a conversation for the future because we have oh, very yeah. differing opinions on that mm-hmm. but that's okay and and well i my opinion might change now that another feature that's going to be rolling out for ios focus mode yes. but i don't think we have time for that now and oh no, but I, and i also want to try that but i'm very excited for that uh and now anyway you can turn off pixel trackers actually they're off automatically in the apple mail app which is fantastic because that's what the mm, i don't know if it's the majority of people but i'd say about half of uh, iphone users use the mail app and the other half use either gmail or another uh, fancy pants third-party client and i'm like wow i might i might go for mail again hmm <laughs> well, I use mail.app because my previous one that I was all in on went really made some really gross choices and mm-hmm. um I hate all mail apps, but mail.app is acceptable. Although I did notice um I saw on Twitter that they are doing a not mail OS, that's the wrong thing. Like an API for mail options. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is super exciting. I'm excited to be able to like roll dice in my email. Oh wait, <laughs> probably not. Sorry, James. Um putting terrible don't, ideas. Don't give him ideas. I know. <laughs> he does not need any ideas and I love him for it so very much. Um 
But I'm excited to see. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm excited to see what they do with it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and of course, we need to mention the name of the VPN, which is uh, Private Relay. switch on and it switches and when it's switched on it it, uh routes all of your internet uh, traffic through uh oh oh it says right here through two relays in order to mask who's browsing and where that data is coming from so um basically not a typical vpn but it's like that sort of apple special sauce baked in which is where the relay part comes in so i think i'm still going to be using a vpn but most people don't know what a vpn is let alone have one and it's as tim cook even said this on stage apple believes that privacy is a human right which i also believe and i don't know if this is has anything to do with it but it was an open secret that tim cook was gay for like a decade like i've never known who tim cook is without knowing that he's basically gay but it's you know but it's gross that a lot of people knew that and he didn't publicly come out until i think what was it 2017 i'm probably getting that date wrong but i mean that is such a a private personal thing that yeah. i mean i don't know who originally outed him and i i mean he he could have been been out like uh, many as he stated and even other apple executives have stated that they you know fully supported him and it most people knew but i mean sure all billionaires are bad but that sort of private data is not something that needs government regulation right so who knows if that is why but either way i am excited that this is that this is here on by default and just another thing that people will get used to and know how it is helping them and, and why. So and, and and also, you know, there's for other features, there's even more like uh, pop ups explaining why an app wants your data or what Apple is using your data for, oh, including the ability to use Siri on device without the yes. Internet which yeah obviously there will be limited features but that is something that i'm stoked for because let's say you're doing some sort of um disobedience that involves civility but it's uh yeah, yeah you know and and there are cops around and they're not super happy with this civil disobedience a lot of time airplane mode is very much your friend but now with Siri being, it, it, it's just nice, you, you know, like being able to download all of your maps onto your phone and having all of the information that Siri can have on device. And again, Siri can suck sometimes, but I I don't know. I'm just as excited for everything that was announced as I was last year. And I think last year really was also a great update to all of 
the Apple OS stuff, including, you know, the ability to make us a better digital society, hopefully. And I can't wait to put my cyborg gears in. Very happy. I know. Like I mentioned, I think I need to get a secondary pair of cyborg gears. And it's such a, you know, first word world problem. But when I forget it in my bedroom and then I have to get up off of my desk to go grab them, it's very frustrating. And I, ugh, I, I think I'm owning up to the fact that, you know, just like CGP Gray says, two is one, one is none, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also would like to encourage you to embrace something that I've been trying to do, which is, sure, things might be a privileged or first world problem, but because we exist in that world, there's still problems and there's still yeah. like they, there's still things that have consequences. So, yeah, like I like I said, you have a family and yeah, you could disturb them if you need to, you know, go get your extra pair of ears. <laughs> I, I mean, it's still it's the existence of one problem does not negate more severe ones, which, you know, but I just like to say all the time. No, it's it's a good it's a good reminder to have and be like refreshed on um, and also having somebody else give you permission for things that you know in your own brain can be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the other day I was looking at an iPhone 13 Pro, or I'm sorry, my iPhone 11 Pro and my iPhone 12 Pro. Apple, don't sue me. I seriously wasn't looking at an iPhone 13. <laughs> as long as you don't leave it at a bar, I think you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a a deep cut. It'll be in uh, show notes. But uh, (laughs) one of my favorite Apple stories. But (laughs) the... Sorry, I'm just thinking. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was so good. They put it in an old case to disguise it. It was so... Oh, it was wild. But anyway, um, (laughs) I'm like, I have two phones Sure, one has a very cracked screen, but it works. And then my spouse had to remind me, sure, you have this equipment, but you do actually need it for your work, for (laughs) testing certain testing websites and testing new software, both for my jobby job and podcasty jobs. So if capitalism didn't exist, I could probably just have one phone. But right now, I... (laughs) using two phones for my work but i i I, again like just embracing these necessities that so that oh god i don't want to use the phrase trickle down again it's uh it sounds gross it is it it's so gross but i mean I love Android as an operating system. I, I will I will out myself on that. Um, but both Android and iOS and iPadOS continue to get better because these two behemoths, Google and Apple, just want our time and attention. And you know what? Google is selling me free features 
in exchange for my data, but Apple is selling me things for money in exchange for my privacy. So uh, it's yeah. this whole complicated thing. And also they're selling me software that I prefer and that's very, very pretty. But still, I mean, yay yeah, privacy. It's so pretty, but yeah, yay privacy and also yay accessibility. And I'm glad that they had conversations on that. I'm glad that it's a priority. I'm glad that they're showing some variety in disability and options and that um, making it mentioned and talked about not just in special forums is really important to be able to have these conversations with other people. And um, so yeah, accessibility is cool. And if you want to hear about some more really awesome accessibility features and from really fantastic people in tech, I'm gonna recommend a show on Relay called Parallel. Shelly Brisbane is absolutely incredible. She has been in the journalistic world for uh, a long time. And uh, Parallel is a show about accessibility and tech and how it works and different what different companies are doing and what some really great parts that like how far it's come and how far it's going and and things that you may not even think about or know about and be able to like really learn why it's important um and it's a great show to really like open up your different eye open up your different eyes not yet unfortunately mine are all organic still <laughs> i know someday i mean i do have a little bit of cyborg on him because i have contacts um but yeah, there's there's so many great things that you can learn that Shelly talks about, and she has some incredible guests uh, as well to talk about things that you may not even know. And so I highly recommend you check out Parallel on Relay FM. Switch on. <laughs> Switch on. <laughs> and I started listening to Parallel to learn more about the accessibility world in tech, but uh, in general. But what I was very surprised and pleased to learn is there's also it's also kind of uh, a life hack show in that <laughs> as, <laughs> as Merlin and uh, we should all say accessibility is great for everybody even if you do not have a, a, a visible disability uh, you, you learn that the text size can be put in control center on iOS and then suddenly you have way fewer headaches because you can adjust <laughs> you can just make certain fonts bigger or smaller based on that and there are just so many things things to learn from this show for yourself so if you're a selfish butthole this show is still for you yes <laughs> kathy i think that is it for now do you have any other stuff you wanted to cover at, at least you know in terms of what we know about all of uh, the bits and bobs that came out of the key the dub dub key i uh am just really hopeful for some time in the future to be able to sit in a hotel room with you and watch it. Oh, oh that's what I missed this year. Oh, all right. The sh oh, feelings. <laughs> we haven't done the outro, so haha, oh. -ha, you can't hang up on me yet. Gosh. Oh, all right. Well, this has been Roboism. Thank, Thank you for listening. listening. 
Yeah.